What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Turf Talks. If you're a new member, thank you for listening in. If you've been here before, thanks for coming back. And uh, we've got an interesting episode today. We're talking about everyone's favorite topic, alcohol and fitness. So I have Maggie here with me. Um, she's going to kind of prompt some questions, ask some certain things, and we'll see how this episode goes. Awesome. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Uh, yeah, I mean, the biggest question on the table that we can start with, and I'll have additional smaller questions as we go through, but what does alcohol do to your body from a fitness perspective? People always say, you know, dry January, right? I want to lose a couple pounds. I'm going to stop drinking or, you know, I'm on a meal plan. I can't drink. Why is it so imperative that we stop drinking alcohol as opposed to just limiting it or like counting it like calories? Well, I guess I would like to start this off by saying there's a good, a better, and a best. So it kind of depends on what path you want to take in your fitness journey or goal. Um, I'll start with good. Good would be eating healthy um, for the majority of the time, keeping the alcohol intake in your daily life or weekend life, and then working out. So that's the good scenario. Um, What alcohol, if you don't really change your patterns and you continue to drink, um, it just won't benefit your fitness goals in a positive way. Alcohol is a poison. Anytime you have a poison in your body, it becomes the primary um, point of your body to get rid of it. So your body kind of slows its metabolism down. Um, slows building muscle down, um, slows recovery, and you actually don't get as great of a central nervous system activation um, during your workouts, which in turn prompts the stimulation of your muscles and actually changes what you want to do in your body. So if you drink alcohol like the night before you work out, you're saying that your central nervous system or just the regularity of drinking alcohol diminishes your central nervous system activation? Uh, I'd go with both. If you drink on a Friday night and you go work out on a Saturday, you're probably not going to have as great of a workout as you would if you didn't drink alcohol. And you're not going to be able to push your body as hard. You're going to be fatigued. Um, Your muscles just aren't going to feel ready to go. You might be a little dehydrated. And uh, you have a greater chance of probably injuring yourself because your body's not at a percentage or at a level that it needs to be to, to incorporate a great workout. You can do walking, you can do light cardio to get the alcohol moving and out of your system, but is that considered a great workout? That's up to you, and that's your personal opinion. So talk about the science behind, you know, obviously if you drink alcohol the night before, you're going to be hungover the next day. It's, you know, anybody can, everybody knows that, right? Your your Saturday morning workout after a late night party isn't going to be your greatest workout, but talk about, you know, why scientifically does alcohol inhibit like the ability for your muscles to grow or inhibit your ability to lose weight? So I would go with two, two separate reasons. One alcohol, like I said, it was a poison. Um, so it becomes a main priority of your body to expel outside of it. So while there's alcohol in your system, um, you, your body will not recover at the rate it needs to in recovery by means of 
repairing the muscle fiber tissues that you tore during your workout, which is the purpose of a workout to micro tear your fibers and to rebuild them in whatever stimulation you had. So strength, power, speed, um, different formulations of quote unquote fitness. So that slows down. <clears throat> you, you slow down the recovery process. You're not back to the, the level that you need to be for the next day, or you're not going to get the right muscle recovery um, within that anabolic window that there's called um, for two, three, four hours after your workout. What's an anabolic window? So anabolic is when your body recovers or rebuilds. Catabolic is when your body breaks down. So actually during your workout, you catabolize your body and break down muscles, fibers, and muscle tissue. So you're not as strong walking out as you were walking in. Your body's fatigued and tired and you tore muscle out. That's the purpose of it. So anabolic is post-workout when you have your protein intake, your body starts to recover and rebuild from the workout that you just previously had. So that's just your basic how to build muscle, right? Correct. When you lift weights, your muscle fibers tear and they regrow. Correct. That's how you get hyper. That's how you change your body in any form of way you want to speed, power, strength, um, size, toning, quote unquote. Um, so if you have alcohol in your system, that process slows down. Um, I'm not saying one drink a week is going to really inhibit that or two, maybe two drinks a week, but everyone's body's different and you really don't know at what rate your body's going to slow down recovery as we age and as we get older as you can tell if you on a friday night you're laid up for saturday and most of sunday or sometimes monday depends on how hard you go our bodies just don't recover at the same rate as we age as when we were in our mid, mid and low 20s so it's just a weighing of options on where does your fitness level stand and where does your alcohol consumption stand? Um, you can have both. I'm not saying you can't have both, but you're not going to see the results maybe as well as you want to for the effort that you put in. So it's kind of like what we talked about last week in terms of your strictness with your meal plan, your strictness with your removing alcohol from your diet is what's going to really show your results the best. Correct. I mean, you can't outwork a bad diet, but you can eat healthy enough where you can have an okay workout and still see results. So what's going to happen to me if I have absolutely perfect food, right? Let's say you write a meal plan. I follow it to a T, but I drink Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I would consider that a maintenance phase. <clears throat> so Three days of alcohol consumption would probably equal about one to two days of muscle recovery, metabolism inhibition. So Monday and Tuesday would probably be shot, which means you're really only getting any kind of stimulation and adaptation on your muscles on Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday, or Wednesday and just Thursday, depends on how your body metabolizes alcohol. So you're cutting your progress down to two and a half, maybe three days a week instead of six to seven, five, six, seven days of that week. So if you're okay with that, then that's perfectly fine for you. And you might not change much, or it might take you a longer period of time to see any kind of results you want. So it goes back to what are you in the gym for? What kind of goals do you have? Where do you want to be in a certain timeline and how that fits into your, your system that you have for yourself? And I think that that is 
one of the harder things to to figure out, right? Because there's maintenance phases, but also everybody always wants to see a little change, right? You always want right. to see if I'm working out, you know, every single day, I don't want to make it so that my body thinks it's only working out three days just because I drink Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. So you were talking about the good, great, and best or good, better, best. So which would be your maintenance phase? Like, if you're doing good, if you're doing better, or if you're doing best with your alcohol consumption? I would consider maintenance phase good. Okay. So good would be, let's paint a scenario. You work out four days a week, which means you're not working out three. You eat healthy Monday through Friday. You don't eat healthy Saturday, Sunday. You drink on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, which is almost half of the week. Um, but you kill your workouts. Your workouts are hard and, and you have fun while doing it and burn 500, 600 calories during your workout. That would be considered maintenance phase because your body's not able to recover um, and adapt to the stimulation you're throwing at it during the workouts because of the bad food on weekends, because of the alcohol consumption on weekends. It's not allowing your body to change and recover and move to where you want it to so be. So you'll just stay the exact same? You'll probably stay the exact same. Depends on the amount of alcohol you have. You might actually start reversing backwards. You cannot outwork a bad diet. So if you go to scenario better, I would suggest one night a week of drinking, whatever you want to consider that drinking. That's what I was just Friday gonna night. ask. What do you consider drinking? I would consider more than three, two or three drinks in a night drinking okay. um, at a party. Just due to the fact that your first ounce of alcohol let's say one shot will take about an hour to metabolize. Most people don't have one drink an hour. They may have a drink two drinks in an hour or three drinks in an hour and change it up. So your body becomes saturated with the alcohol and your liver can't process it at a fast rate. So therefore if the liver can't process it. It starts to seep through the entire body and your body absorbs it. That's where your fat cells can absorb it. That's where your bloodstream absorbs it. That's where people's um, when they sweat, they can sweat out alcohols. Your body starts to absorb it. And at that point, nothing's going to really move in your body in, in terms of metabolizing or recovery or muscle building. Um, it's almost to the point where you just need to flush it all out with tons and tons of water and rest and time. So is there any, so what's the difference, I guess, let's say I'm going to a party or going out with friends for four hours and I crush two drinks in the first hour, is there benefit health-wise of having a drink an hour besides the obvious like getting drunk factor, right? There's, you know, you will, one drink an hour obviously plays into that, but for my health, is it better to have one an hour or, and is there a negative effect to having more than one in an hour, specifically health-wise? So for health-wise, one an hour would be the healthiest time frame per drink. That would give your body some time to process it, some time it, as long as you're having extra fluids on top of it to help flush it out of the system before your next consumption of drink. If you're going to go hard in the paint in the beginning and go two or three drinks in the very beginning and then kind of taper off at night, your body can't process it that fast so it's going to start seeping into other places pretty quickly if you pound down three drinks within a matter of 30 minutes um, so then any drink on top of that will just compound what's already in your system so i would highly suggest against 
going hard in the beginning and then tapering off at night. I would say healthier would be a more consistent, slow flow of consumption of alcohol. Yeah. And then just moving on to best, that would, I mean, I'm assuming be zero alcohol. Zero to minimal. Um, So maybe one day every two weeks, not even to the point where you're having three or four drinks, but like limiting to one drink, maybe two every other Friday, every other Saturday, um, maybe once every three weeks. The less you put alcohol in your body, the more results you're going to see. If I created a pre-workout drink and told you it would limit your muscle mass, limit your fat burning, probably put you to sleep, you'd be exhausted and tired, would you take it? Probably not. So that's not going to help you in your fitness journey. All it's going to do is detract from it. So for me personally, I want to... I put my heart and soul into my workouts. I put my heart and soul in my food. So I want to get my whatever work I'm putting in, I want to work get the results out of it. Um, I just heard a quote recently that you can't be upset with the hard work that you didn't do. Oh, I like that. You so, can't be upset with the hard work you didn't do. Correct. So hard work meaning putting it in the kitchen. Hard work means putting it into your gym session. Hard work putting it into your daily routine every single day. So if you don't put the work in, don't be upset with the results that you see. Yeah. So it's literally A plus B equals C. If you put the work in, you will get the results out. If you don't give 100%, you're not going to get 100% out. So it all depends on what your goals are, what you want to do. Like I said, the time frame on which you have it. If you're a January 1st person and you want to get to spring break and look great, chances are if you want to see change quickly, eliminate as much bad stuff as possible the fast food, the fried foods, the baked good, as in cookies and cakes and brownies, and then limit whatever you can limit alcohol-wise, and you'll see change pretty quickly. Right. So I know you kind of just answered this, but I'm going to ask it in a different way for more of, in case somebody else is thinking of it like this. Because of everything we just talked about with alcohol affecting your body in multiple negative ways, it's not the same is just counting calories, right? So if somebody has a margarita and it's 150 calories on the menu, right? 150 calories for margarita. In their calorie counting app, let's say someone has 150 calories to go. Could they add on that margarita or could they add on a candy bar for 150 calories? I know we're playing with two evils here when it comes to a fitness plan, but would it be better to go with the candy bar at 150 calories, or would it be the same thing as going for the margarita at 150 calories and why? It would absolutely be better to have that candy bar. Um, If you look at the macro chart where your protein is four calories per gram, carbs are four calories per gram, fat is nine calories per gram, alcohol is the second highest dense calorie substance known to man, which is seven calories per gram of alcohol. So the calorie content will shoot through the roof, but again, it's not necessarily just the calorie content, it's the alcohol that's in the body, the poisonous aspect of alcohol that slows all the rest of your systems down so that when you do have food with it, your body doesn't process it at the same rate. If you drink or you eat after you drink, your body won't process it at the same rate. It slows everything down. So if you slow it down, your body can't process it out of your system. It will tend to store it in your system. 
and alcohol turns into sugar alcohols in your body and sugar gets stored as fat very quickly if you do not burn it off. And I don't know anyone that wants to go have a hard, intense workout an hour and a half, two hours after they have a few drinks. Yeah, definitely. I've tried it. We, Maggie and I have had tequila and then went and deadlifted in, uh, where was it, Mexico? Uh, Florida. 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 <laughs> it was not a great workout. It was a lot of fun, but it wasn't a great workout, and we didn't accomplish anything. We just went to go work out to work out. Do but, not try it home. <laughs> yeah, don't try it That's right. Um so, I mean, it's a, it's the alcohol content. One of my favorite commercials is Michelob Light or Michelob Ultra, where they say 2.4 grams of carbohydrates in the beer. Well, yeah, I might have 2.4 grams. They don't give you, they don't tell you the content of alcohol. It's a low carb drink, but you're not worried about the carbs in alcohol. If you have a sugary margarita, that's just going to skyrocket the, cal- the calories yeah. on top of the alcohol in, inside the margarita. Um so going back to application purposes, if you're going to drink, you want to limit the amount of sugar that is consumed with the alcohol. So sugary margaritas are probably one of the top ones that you don't want to have. Any kind of dark liquor that has more auburn color to it will have a higher sugar content. Um, any added sugar, any agave or cane sugar that's added to drinks will probably not be the best ones to choose. So. I mean, Maggie and I do a lot of skinny margaritas, which is literally tequila, lime, and club soda, which is the limited amount of calories you can actually ever get. Um, And if you're going to choose any sort of alcohol, I would say tequila would be the closest to the healthiest one. It means the best of the worst evils. So tequila is made from agave plants, or a lot of them are, which is one of the healthier sugars out there, if you want to call sugar healthy. Um, but it's still alcohol, still has a high alcohol content, and you just got to make the right choices if you're going to choose it. So I would say clear alcohols, vodka is not horrible, um, but it is still at high alcohol content. So choose the clear alcohols if you're going to do hard for sure. Beer is one of the worst because it's processed and it's fermented and it sits in your stomach. It doesn't process very quickly because of the fermentation uh, of the beer and the the sprouts that it has. Um, everyone, there's a big wine craze earlier on where red wine is healthy for people. I was just gonna there ask. was a great study that came out where red wine is great for the heart and healthy. If you look at the subjects of that study, they were all obese or had health issues or chronic heart disease, whereas red wine can lower blood pressure in the body um, to make it quote unquote healthy but it's not necessarily healthy. So they twisted that study to make people think that red wine is healthy for the human body. So red wine may be better than white wine, but that's not to say that red wine is something that you should be including in your diet. Correct. Since the red wine is less sugary, um, it will have a lower sugar content, but again, it's the same alcohol content. So your body won't store as much sugar as a sweet white wine, um, but it will still any kind of food you have with wine, since most people pair wine with dinner, um, the alcohol will slow your metabolism down, slow your digestion rate down so that you will absorb more food into your fat cells during the night than you would if you had just had water, which will process it a lot faster. So red wine's not good for my heart. Red wine, not unless you have chronic heart disease or some sort of heart issue and are obese. No, red wine is not going to change and be healthy for a average normal person's heart. Okay. 
Another question I wanted to ask is about the different types of fat that you can uh, acquire onto your body from alcohol. So I know that, you know, people can gain weight in different ways. And you have told me about a specific way that you, that the fat can be shown on your body that you as a professional immediately know is due to alcohol and the health risks that that comes with. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So there's some studies out there that sugar alcohols get stored in the rectus abdominis area, which is actually the front side of your stomach, close to your belly button and people's six packs. Um, that's where the, the quote beer belly came from is consumption of alcohol will stick usually genetically into the stomach region. Um, there's also some stuff called visceral fat, which is on the inside of your body around your organs. Um, so there's two places called, called subcutaneous, which is under your skin, which is where majority of people store their fat. And then there's the visceral fat, which is around your organs. The visceral fat is actually a lot more dangerous than the subcutaneous fat due to the fact that it constricts and limits some of your organs' abilities to function properly. So if you ever I'll take some 60-year-old man with a big pot belly and you touch it, it's almost solid. It's like it's hard. It's like a basketball in the stomach. My grandpa has had it for years. He's proud of it. Um, says he took him a long time to grow it. He's not a drinker. It's just where his body holds fat as he ages, and most people do as they age. Um, compared to someone who's a little bit younger who has more of a loose fat where it's a little bit softer and it, it's more subcutaneous under the skin. So alcohol will store in both places on most people, but sometimes primarily in the visceral um, around your organs, which is a lot more dangerous and more difficult to get off. Is there a certain type of alcohol? Did you say it was beer? What is there a certain type of alcohol that increases that visceral fat? Fermentation usually has a lot to do with where it's stored, um, which is where that beer belly, the wine belly, that kind of it's all fermented alcohol to the point where that's kind of where that is going to get stored. And the majority of people is not all, but that's kind of where the saying comes from: is beer belly, where yeah. it, it's stored right in the front of the stomach. Yeah. So a in addition to just not wanting to gain the weight, it's horrible for your organs. Correct. And a lot of people just immediately think, oh, yeah, it's bad for your liver, but it's bad for all of them. It's bad for all the organs and for sure the liver because the alcohol has to get processed through the liver. And the liver can only handle so much processing in a certain amount of time before it does get damaged. Um, our tissues are not invincible. Our heart, our lungs, our kidneys, our livers, all that stuff wears out there's only a certain amount of years that the lord gave us in our bodies and after you damage certain parts of it you're taking time off of that limited amount of time that each organ has um, with healthy eating with healthy exercise you can slow that time frame down or slow the aging down or actually keep it from dis dismantling or damaging it by having the body recover at the proper rate so to kind of wrap up a little bit here, just about, you know, make it quick summary consumable for people, right? If you want to be in a maintenance phase 
and you're fine with your body and you want to keep it the way it is. You can drink once in a while and it's just going to keep you how you are. You can drink weekly, um, work out and eat somewhat healthy and your body will pretty much stay the same. That's called maintenance phase. If you want to limit the amount of alcohol as best you can, but still drink occasionally, I would say that's the good scenario. And if you really want to see good change and you really want to see your results in the gym come to fruition and um, get the most bang for your buck, limit the alcohol severely and you'll see your body change drastically in a short amount of time. Is there anything else about alcohol that you kind of want to include that you think is important for people to know um, in regards to their fitness, their overall health, their organ, their internal health? Uh, just be careful with what, how much you consume. And um, I mean, I said a lot of the points. There's a lot of to do with central nervous system that's still coming in studies where the central, like your brain and spinal cord, which is a central nervous system, gets sometimes can get damaged and can lead to um, other diseases later on in life because of what the the alcohol damage does to the, the central nervous system. Yeah, it's an important point to remember because I'm sure a lot of people will listen to this thinking about their physical external health, right? How they look, how they feel um, about their bodies. And there's just so much to remember of how it can affect us, you know, internally. Right. It's not just about the look. It's not just about um, lifting heavy and being strong. It's about the health of and the longevity of mm-hmm. your fitness journey. And how long do you want to be fit for? How long do you want to be healthy for? Is this a short one year, two year stint? Or is this a lifestyle where it's going to carry you to a much better, longer, more active, enjoyable life later on? When you don't have to worry about certain types of diseases or aches and pains or not being able to do certain movements or motions or body strengthening and because of what you've done previously in your life. Absolutely. Well, I'm very interested to see if we have any follow-up questions from this. I feel like you gave a lot of great information, a lot of scientific-based knowledge, as we always guarantee here. Um, But, you know, maybe a part two to this as well, if people have specific questions about anything that was talked about yeah, ask a lot of questions. Let me know. I'd love to do a part two later on. We do have a lot of other topics to cover. Um, so we'll be getting to those in the upcoming weeks. But, you know, later on, we can bring it back around and talk about it again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, everybody.